You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is, believe it or not, the 29th of November, 2018. I kid you not, it really is the second last day of November, 2018. Christmas is almost gone. Um, and uh, yeah, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davis from Beastsuck Internet Marketing. This is Webcology, you're on webmasterradio.fm. And uh, it's been kind of a silly week. It really has. Um, there's been, uh, I don't even know where to start in the news. Like, I want to start with, like, a serious news story, but I got too many silly news stories. <laughs> so I'm going to start with silly and move to serious. Um, All right. So, I, I don't know if this is a challenge or just something that God said that is going to get blown out of proportion, because why the hell not? Um, but uh, John Mueller has um, issued what I can only only see as a challenge to, to webmasters. Um suggesting that what Google really wants, I mean, that's what everybody wants to know, is like, what does Google want, right? What Google really wants is for you to build a site that is so technically and linguistically perfect that not ranking it could only be considered a bug. Did I read that right or what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what it's, hell, it's one of those funny things that, like, you and I have to, like, understanding what he, like, what he has to mean by that, it, it makes sense, right? Like, for them to go, what we want is something so perfect that if the best thing, if the perfect thing doesn't rank, it's got to be a bug. Like, it's got to be some, you know, ghost in the machine kind of thing. Okay, I get that that's what he was trying to say. But every person I have ever heard claim to have been abused by Google or it should be ranking or I'm better than my competitors, John is basically asking for every single one of those people (laughs) to be flooding him with emails and tweets right now going, it must be a bug in the system because I should be outranking site X, Y, or Z. Like I said, the second I read that, I was like, oh, John. 
John, no. <laughs> like, I get what you mean, but my goodness, you are asking for trouble. Don't forget, this comes in the same week as uh, as, as another statement John made, um, suggesting that sometimes uh, websites that are known to use spammy techniques and still rank are ranking because of other reasons beyond the spammy techniques. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Um, I don't know if those are contradictory statements or not. I, I do know that in the olden days, spam used to meet used to mean um, sites placed above mine, and you know, I'm still, I'm still pretty sure that's my that's my definition. Of spam. I think that's a little PTSD from the like Florida update in like what 2006 or something. <laughs> it's just so, like because that is what that's happened, true. right? It's all of a sudden it's like, oh, but we tried to do okay here. Um, why are we being beaten by crap? And that day, like big brands were were nailed with that one too. Um, I'm telling you, you of course remember that was more for our for our listeners. Yeah, it was it was a weird week for John, and it is one of those, and, and you know it, I know it, right? Like you can see what he meant to say, yeah, right, yeah. and you can you can you can glean from it what he obviously meant to say, but unfortunately, the bias that we all hear things with, you know, you and I were. You know, been around this game long enough and we're constantly trying to look for that bias in ourselves and, and others because you know in our industry because heck that's that's what we've got to do certainly before our radio show um, but if you were coming in either without the experience or with you know such a strong bias and and you know hatred of something that Google's done or, or whatnot you know you would naturally hear that and go well i am better than this and use that as a justification it must be a bug no it's not a bug probably you know you really need to look at the environment and i get what he means that yeah if you're being beaten by a site that has some spam in there there's a reason yeah it's an algorithm right of course there's a reason (laughs) of course it's beating you in something else because it's beating you in the results and it has spam in there now, you, is the you know spam working, and I think that's what it sort of circles back to, is people might look and go, is that spam working? But you've got to ask, is Google bulletproof against spam? Obviously not. Um, you know, and, and then, of course, that, that leads to the you know, follow-up, should you be doing that? Uh, the answer is no, because I remember when I started uh, affiliate marketing in like 2000, 2001, and I used strategies that had you know basically burnt domains to the ground on their way through that's okay that's what i was doing but (laughs) you know these strategies die quickly and google very very good Um, you know know the way around around uh getting beaten by a spammy competitor eh? report them nah just build a site that's so damn good that like if google didn't like it it could only be considered a bug (laughs) that's clearly that's the answer well, and something that I found kind of funny in that is that they're talking about the technical and the content, and it's like, absent is the conversation there about links, right? Like, I've seen cases where sites are better from layout, like I, not even among clients, right, where I'm just doing some research and I'm going, oh, this is actually better, and it's ranking number three and number one's content isn't as good, layout isn't as good, user experience isn't as good, but they're just pummeling it with links. Right. Okay. I mean, we all understand that's part of the algorithm. That's okay. But John can't come up and say, "Hey, our goal is to have like the perfect technical and 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 content rank," until he's willing to go. Yeah, we're just discarding links, right? Because otherwise, the first statement can't be true. So that has to lead to a truth of eventually links have to go by the wayside because otherwise, what he said there, well, will, will, will never probably, really happen. 
Links probably aren't. Just before we went to air, and I didn't have time to share this. I'm, I, it's on. It's on the uh, the sheet that I posted in uh, in our in our chat room. But I didn't have time mm-hmm. to actually share this with you. Um, Roger Monty posted a uh, an article up to uh, to to, to um, Search Engine Journal um, about. And I'm wondering if you've heard about this or not about about um, Google uh, getting approval on a patent around uh, 2012 2015 in the in the penguin in the penguin time. Um, that's when that's when that's when they got tacit approval on the on the patent, but they were just granted full approval on it. That ranks websites based on, um, well, I'm sorry, it detects a bad a bad website, a crappy website based on low quality link analysis. Have you heard of that before, Dave? I had it actually had crossed my radar, but I haven't had a chance to read the full article. So I'm glad you posted it, and glad we we had a chance to chat with it. It is interesting because I, I was like, I was actually just doing some patent searches yesterday, trying to find a, a new one and done it. How did this one not cross my radar? That's <laughs> why well, well, an updated grant. Again, they, they applied for the patent back in uh, a couple of times, back in uh, 2012, then they reapplied in 2015. And I'm guessing they had just received um, approval on it, um, given that it crossed uh, Roger's radar. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like, the, the, clearly links are still part of Google's ranking game. Um, we, we just went through the massive investment in time, energy, and tears, and probably a couple of careers that that, that was called Penguin. Um, and you know, links are the the, the kernel of PageRank. Yeah, but it's I think it's becoming clear that other factors are becoming you know as or more important than links. I don't know necessarily more important, but are becoming um, very important alongside links. Well, that's you know I, I think you're hitting on a really interesting thing. And we I mean we could go on for for shows and shows about that. Um, you know about the evolution of links, about what links mean. I mean you remember the the days and heck you and I worked together for part of them where it was basically a link was a vote and then its anchor text mattered and it didn't right like that was, it was a simplistic simplistic formula. Um, you know heading into the future, if John wants to be right and he does, it makes sense that that be the approach Google take. If you have a technically perfect site that has the best content, this is what we want to rank. Do we need to use links? certainly for discovery if nothing else um you know and so okay what but what does that mean links have to become to make that valuable would the site that just has the most links be the most valuable i would argue maybe not in in that direct way it may be that this site holds a, a a warehouse of authority but because of technical issues or, or or lack of super strong content google just eventually goes you know what no but a link from that site is going to pass on a lot of authority so let's look at the sites that that are that are there but let's stop ranking a site just because it is a powerhouse of links um, you know, and start looking more to the to the to the on page elements and, and the site elements and the content quality. Um, you know, instead, so links are holding a value, but not necessarily as direct as they are right now. And, and certainly, they were far more direct in in the past. I mean, you know, there, there was like buy a page rank seven link. I mean, <clears throat> not that I have ever done that. You know, buy a page rank seven link, and boom, now you rank. But <laughs> that was pretty much the way that worked at at one point in time. Um, you know, and, and now it doesn't. And so it, it'll be interesting to see how links evolve um, to create the environment. Because I do think, John, I mean, we were sort of mocking him in the beginning, but I think he's right. That is where Google's trying to get to. It makes absolutely perfect sense uh, 
you know, will that change? Yeah, maybe. I can't really see that changing because it makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, you know, don't be evil made a lot of sense. And, you know, now they're helping the, the Chinese government censor their citizens. So, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a gray sort of area. Anyway, that also happened this week. We can talk about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's always a guy that's so disappointing, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Indeed. Okay, but just to, to keep going on, but like I said, but you don't want to leave a conversation about links hanging, um, like <laughs> because that 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 sows uh, confusion, which leads to misunderstanding and a great deal of doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, links. Okay, links still important. Uh, algorithm that that reviews and assesses low quality links is probably not a ranking algorithm. At least not a ranking algorithm for sites. It's a ranking algorithm for links, and it gives Google a you know, it, maybe it's a component of um, the part of the algorithms we would call Penguin. Mm-hmm. Can, can, can you actually say that in 2018 and have and, and, and that be a successful sentence? The parts of the algorithm we would consider Penguin. I think you um, can. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Um, so I think that I think that what 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 Roger stumbled on or, or came across or, or is, is analyzing is more is more a component of. Um, penguin than it is an actual ranking algorithm so to speak you know yeah i I do and you know what it's it's interesting this reminds me a lot of what used to frustrate me and it was about mac cuts you know loved them but he always said things a very certain way and this actually reminds me a lot of it except more in a oh i understand what you did there um kind of way where they used to, Matt would always say things where it was like, yeah, but you're contradicting yourself in your own sentence, right? There, there, there is no sandbox. There's just algorithmic functions that may look and act like one. Well, then they're right, like just frustrating <laughs> sentences like that. Um, but I almost said one right now, and I'm like, oh, wait, I get what Matt was dealing with there, where you're trying to be technically, like if you're, if you're formulating in your brain things a certain way, then they make sense, but only to you. Um, because talking about this devaluation, I'm like, yeah, this isn't necessarily a ranking algorithm. It's not that it's going to unleash a penalty. It's a de- devaluation, you know, sort of component. It's to devalue um, spam links rather than give value, right, or, or, or penalize somebody. So at the same time, I'm saying it's not a penalty, but it might look and feel like one if you have low value links. <laughs> it's going to feel like one. It just isn't one, right? And, and so I, I get, uh, sorry, Matt, for all the, the hard times I gave you over the years. Nevertheless, that's, like, that's, that's much like saying that wasn't a Mack truck that hit you. It was a Hummer. But right. the, the effect is much the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either way, I got smacked. But I think when we're going in, understanding, like for you and I yeah, and, yeah. and for our listening audiences, SEOs, how you react to these things may be different. And so, yeah, understanding okay, so. that, no, you just had a bunch of links devalued. You just need to build a bunch of really good ones. That's different than, oh, crap, I've got a penalty. <laughs> Perhaps a better analogy is it's not a king cobra that bit you. It's a rattlesnake knowing the venom allows you to know the anti-venom. Right. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. That, that's, that's, that's what they used to pay me big bucks for. That's what they used to pay me for. Okay. We are going to have to take a break here. When we're going to come, we're going to come back. We're going to have a super fast guest, Michael Bonfils from uh, from Sempo is coming on, and he's coming on to int- to uh, introduce a new and important initiative that uh, that Sempo is taking on. Um, it's been a rough year for for a number of SEOs. Um, well, for you know, for whatever reason, there's been a number of suicides in our community in the last uh, last year, eighteen months. 
Sempo has a uh, a new initiative around that. I'm going to let Michael Bonfils, uh, one of the board members of Sempo, fill us in on that. He's going to be coming in for a quick visit after uh, after break. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm. It's like the 29th of November, if you can believe that. 2018, stick around. More stuff coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology and webmasterradio.fm. It is the 29th of November, 2018. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, we have on the line um, Michael Bonfils uh, coming in on as a role in his role as a uh, board member at Sempo. Um, I don't know about, I don't know about, about, about you, Michael, or about you, Dave, but this morning I was woken up by a reminder on my phone that it was uh, Jordan Costello's birthday today. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was a kind of um, bummer way to, to wake up, but I had a bunch of nice memories of Jordan and, uh, then I saw a message that Michael put up on uh, on Facebook, um, and I'm, I'm just going to read it really quickly to uh, give a bit of context for Michael's visit today. Um, and he wrote, thinking of Jordan Costello today, happy birthday, old friend, in the spirit of you, we've created a new initiative at Sempo, search engine marketing professional organization called Sempo Cares, which will provide low-cost online therapy to members if they should ever consider it with the hope that it provides some help and guidance to those who struggle. My thoughts are with uh, you, Jordan, and your family. You are surely missed. And then Michael put out a, uh, a PS. If you need help or think you need help, please PM, PM him directly. Um, if, uh, well, well, Michael, um, 
Well, A, welcome to Webcology, and B, man, thank you so much for getting this initiative together. Um, what is Sempo Cares? Yeah, um, so, well, thank you for having me um, and, and pinging me this morning. Um, you know, it just uh, it happens to be Jordan's birthday, and um, I've been working on this for a while. I, when I learned about Jordan's death, I, I just shook my head and said, this is just, this is too much. I've lost... I think he was my sixth or seventh friend in the industry yeah. um, over the last years. And I'm like, this is, this is a deeper problem. Um, you know, those who go that far, um, you know, they, they need help. They need somebody to talk to. And I know that on Facebook, everybody's like, okay, you know, call me, message me or whatever if you're struggling. But I know for myself, because I'm a victim of, of depression, I wouldn't do that. Um, you know, I don't want people to feel sorry for me and I don't want, you know, I, I wouldn't want to reach out, but people who are trained as psychologists and counselors, they know what to say. They have a certain skill and understanding and they can get to the root of the program. That's why they go and get their degrees and specialize in this. And, um, you know, I thought, well, after um, uh, Jordan's passing, I'm like, you know what, I'm, I want to do something. And so I reached out to every one of the online therapy companies I can find. And I said, look, there seems to be a problem in our industry, especially with people who are isolated, and stay home, or working alone, you know, that, there's, that there may be an opportunity for them um, to, to be able to talk to somebody professionally. And maybe we could save lives. Maybe we can, you know, beyond saving lives, maybe we can just help um, help people, you know, yes. help people that are, are struggling before they even go to that level of, of thinking about ending their life. And, much, um, yeah, that was If I got a quick question, how much, um, how much in the way of online counseling is actually out there? Um, how easy was it for you to find resources to, to call on? Um... Can you repeat that? I just lost my connectivity for a second. What was that? I'm just wondering what the state of resources in online counseling is. Like, was it easy for you to find resources to call on? Was it was it hard? Um, it was like sex. Yeah, it was a lot harder than I thought. And um, so I I called on all the major ones, and I connected everybody in LinkedIn that I know or friends of people I know, trying to get somebody to respond. Um, I end up with business development people that are like trying to get. Sampo to pay tens of thousands of dollars a month, you know, for, for things. And it was just like, hey, you know, <laughs> we just want to, we just want somebody to get some help, you know, and I was g getting sold to, and it was really frustrating. And, um, and all of a sudden I found this one company, this one organization, and uh, I got an um, email from the owner, and the organization's called eTherapy Pro. And um, we talked for maybe two hours, and he is an entrepreneur. He's uh, he understands the search industry. He understands online. You know, he's he started this company for and and he left his entrepreneurship to learn about um, psychology. Went and got a degree in it, and then started this uh, platform, eTherapy Pro. Um, and I'm like, wow, this this may work out. And he has a huge appreciation for our industry. Um, so, you know, I'm like, wow, this, this would really, really work out. And so we went back and forth on, you know, what kind of deals that we can possibly give our members. 
And finally, we worked something out. It took a while, but we went back and forth. And, you know, he's looking at his bottom line and, you know, and we're trying to make sure that our members are getting a really good deal. And it turns out that they've got a great platform and it allows individuals to connect with counselors. Um, uh, it, it allows for them to integrate live chat, voice, video sessions, all these different things so that they get this, you know, just like they would be going to a therapist on their own, they have it all through online. So it's just a, it's a much easier setting. And so if, if, if somebody's at home or, or at their office, at their desk, and, um, you know, they're just feeling that, 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 that wave of, of sadness or despair come over them, um, and they know that the help is out there, what do they do? How do they access it? And what's that process going to be like? Yeah, I mean, so so how it's accessed, I mean, right now, you know, it is for Simpo and for Simpo members, um, and uh, Simpo membership is not expensive, and if you or any anybody who would consider um, online therapy, especially with a discount, um, the, it pays for itself when, within a month, um, but typically... Um, what we're doing right now is eTherapy Pro is creating a, a sample page where you would just go in, you put in your information, and they will assign, um, based on your profile, they're going to assign a best match counselor um, that you'll communicate with. You'll set up that, that meeting. Um, they'll talk to each other, whether it's live chat talk or through um, the platform itself, which is like a, a messaging platform where you're able to communicate with each other and, and just like you would face-to-face -face about the issues. Okay. Um, and uh, did you, would somebody be able to access uh, their services quickly or, or was there a waiting period? Um, I know says, you know, I'm not worried about somebody phoning and then being told they have to wait two or three weeks. <laughs> no, it's very quick, actually. And not only that, there's the seven-day free trial. Um, so, you know, those that are on it, that are not Simpo members, um, you know, they could, they still get the, the seven day free trial, um, by going to eTherapy Pro and, um, checking it out, signing up, see how it works. Um, and if they want to join, then I think the price, I, mean, I don't know the exact price right now. I think it's about like $160 a month or something like that. So it's not, it's not that expensive or around 35 or $45 a week. So really, that's 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 that's, that's almost that's like the cost of Majestic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and after using Majestic, you probably need therapy. <laughs> um, well, now that Dixon's gone, anyway. Um, yeah, I know, I know <laughs> exactly. That's what I usually do. I resort okay. to Dixon. So, Doug, I just want to make sure that if somebody wants to access this, they know how to. I don't, I don't mean to be redundant, but if um, how do they reach out? How, how does somebody get involved in, the, in, in, in this program? Yeah, if they're a Simpo member, um, they're going to get information soon on how to log in and sign up through Sempo, which offers a really good discount. Um, if they um, are not, um, then I would recommend that they go to eTherapy Pro. Um, and etherapypro.com and they can just sign up on the site online there and get a seven day uh, uh, free trial excellent well Michael thank you so much for getting this together and for uh, you know thinking of the entire industry while thinking of Jordan um, if uh, 
friends, if you need more information, I know that Michael's invitation on Facebook is still there to direct message him. If you're a Sempo member, you're going to be getting information from Sempo directly. And if not, um, you know, there is uh, therapy um, online. Go to, go to e-therapy itself or um, probably in your communities. Please don't be afraid to reach out and uh, ask for help if you need it. Um, yeah, that's, that's why trained professionals are there. Michael yeah. Bonfils, man, thank you, brother. Thank you so much for spending time with us on Webcology today. Oh, no problem. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate no it. Worries. No worries. Be well, bro. All right. You too. Take care. Friends, that was a Sempo board member, Michael Bonfils, uh, talking about an initiative Sempo has, Sempo Cares. Um, again, if you're a Sempo member, expect to get some information about that in your email pretty soon. And um, if not, again, there's if you're feeling despair, you have your friends at Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever, but also you have professionals in your community who really are there to connect with you and help. Um, please avail yourself of some level of assistance, please. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> That's it's hard to, to you know, move, move move on past that, but, you know, yada yada. Um, mm -hmm. I, wanted, I want to devote as much time as we can in the rest of this segment to Google My Business because, oh, my God, like what a slew of announcements for Google My Business, <laughs> eh? Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, three major announcements, probably more, but I got three of them that, that, that we're tracking right now. The new API, um, the uh, new analytic um, uh, availability, and um, throwing, throwing hashtags and other social media prompts into, uh, into Google My Business um, and, and, and into Maps. Like, um, you think like Google might be, you know, thinking local's a thing? <laughs> you think um, you know I, I mean we've been we've been tracking so much like I mean you and me I mean we as a community not you know me specifically um, but we've all been tracking so many changes right now in local and I think there's a lot of overlap like you just think how often you and I talk about changes and there was one this week in the way hotels are being laid out right and in, in in the map pack and, and, and how, you know, basically, I, I don't know how often we, we don't even talk about it every time it happens. And we still talk about it probably every other week, like some layout change, especially in travel, but all over the place. So yeah, they're clearly paying a lot, a lot, a lot of attention to local. Um, and I, I think something that ties together here uh, before we jump into all the big changes in Google, my business um, is adding support for speakables um, in the Google yeah. hubs. Right. And, and I mean, clearly they're trying to move us away from this idea. Well, it's the, we've talked about it before, but in these terms, but it's the things, not strings, right? Like getting us away from this idea. I mean, us as, as humans and consumers, not us as SEOs, um, but getting us away from this idea of it's about the term X, Y, Z, right? Like no, nigritude ultramarine, right? Like mm -hmm. <laughs> it's about this string. no, and, and they're just constantly pulling us away. And I think this is another great example um, of it is, is everything they're doing with Google My Business. It, it, but you know what? You knew. It's about entities. And, of course, you know, I'm one over immediately. <laughs> I want to talk about speakable markup language and Google Home Hub. Is a, I mean, yeah, the, thing, the thing is, it should be part of this subject. But I thought that in itself was so remarkable. It was almost a separate – it's almost like yeah. a separate topic. 
but it's something we we need to address in 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 this episode because um it's god that's cool i can't wait till that spreads beyond news but let's let's can we talk about that in a few moments let's do um, it um the thing that 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 um the api for google my business uh, version 4.3 is out um I know a lot of uh, SEOs don't actually dabble in APIs and in programming and all that sort of stuff. Um, this one you want to mess around with. You, re- you really want to be able to get your hands in, and, and it makes working in, um, in the Google My Business environment infinitely easier. It makes getting analytics easier. makes um, uh, uh, programming um, information on multiple businesses easier uh, and distributing it through Google My Business. Um, there's 101 reasons why you want to use the Google uh, GMB API. The newest mm-hmm. version, 4.3, was released this week. That's the first story we're tracking. Well, and something you know what for people because we'll, we will probably we have probably have a lot of listeners here who I mean you've worked with APIs, I've worked with APIs. Mm-hmm. I mean there's there's certain you know we haven't had a choice over the years. I'm not sure a lot of our listeners have worked with APIs. We probably have many who don't haven't and probably never will right like if i'm a you know a, a local you know, lawyer mechanic whatever like it doesn't matter if i'm just you know a business owner is trying to trying to work with their site so something i, I think that you, know, you and i immediately jump to the like nerdy fight like oh hey apis you know what's going on right and, and and we dive in but even if you have never worked with an api never plan on working with an api and have to do your real job whatever that may be instead of dabbling in in apis Something that these things do that I think a lot of people might overlook until they hear an announcement, all the tool providers that you use who touch local are about to get better (laughs) because they do have nerds who work with APIs (laughs) um, and those nerds will dive in and manufacture and adjust their tools to take advantage of these new features. So even if you can't, if you're using tools with people in a, in a related area, like local in this case, um, it's about to get more awesome for you anyway, provided that the tool manufacturer is staying on top of things, which nowadays most of them are because they don't have a choice, or at least any that I could name will be. And, and to use that as a segue, if you are um, using Google My Business and you're um, providing analytics and information back to your clients about you know, their performance in Google Analytics, your world's about to get a lot more awesome. Um, Google has just released new groups of analytic information uh, through Google My Business Insights um, that will help you define people. And then this is really cool. In doing this, they, they defined what direct search means. There's no more arguing what direct search means. I'm going to tell you what direct search means 100%. This is it. You know when direct search comes up in your analytics, you're like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or even worse, your client says, what the hell is that? And you're like, well, you know, it's kind of sort of like this, but it's kind of a little bit like that, too, <laughs> sort of. And then, the, and then the client goes, yeah, get me my phone book, or even better, just get me Google. Um, <laughs> um, so, okay, so the new analytic information coming from Google My Business Insights will let you define people who find your business via direct search, branded search, or via discovery. Now, direct search is when people type your business name or an address as part of their their search query. So when they're using like something directly about you, you're at one, two, three, um, I just made a sale lane. 
that's a <laughs> I know that's a a, a, a direct search. Um, a branded search. People who find your business by searching for a brand associated with your business. Um, that's that's easy enough to understand. And discovery is what most people think of when they think about search, um, using keywords or or concepts to search for a category or product associated with a business. Google didn't uh, give this uh, these kind of breakdowns, especially around branded search before. Um, now they're giving direct breakdowns on that. So it's going to be easier to um, show your clients the effect of what you're doing. And that's always awesome. Um, yeah. And uh, the last thing we're, we're, we've been tracing in the uh, Google, um, Google My Business environment, um, you know, now that we have the, the time, is to speak up markup language in Google Home Hub. Um, which I think is completely remarkable. Yeah, that definitely falls into the inevitable, right? Like all of a sudden this markup was available and then it well, wasn't admit, being used. <laughs> it, it's been kind of available in beta in America for yeah. since August, I think. Now it's rolled out in America. If, you, if you're in the, in the continental United States, you can um, put speakable markup language into your Google Publisher documents. So you got to be in Google News or Google Publisher to use it. And this allows you to define, to better define what your article or, or post is covering. Um, I think, I, I don't have the article open in front of me, but if I remember correctly, um, it doesn't do as well with um, generic information, like say Dateline, um, St. Petersburg. But it does do well with more specific information, um, such and such a date, uh, actual names. This is a news article, stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's more powerful than people think. I, I'm trying to think of a way to word this because I, I I know some data, but I can't talk about where it's from. Um, but if you can do and the by I'm being, trying to be really careful here, <laughs> and the byproduct results are bigger than you think they will be, <laughs> and that's I guess all I can sort of say at this point. There's there's some earlier stuff, but if it applies, the benefits are bigger than you think. Um, okay, and, and there's data to back that. So so do it because you should. Now remember, this is about um, people using devices that they're speaking to. This mm -hmm. is about somebody typing keywords on a keyboard on their desktop or doing search in the way that they've been, they've been doing search um, for the last 20 some odd years. This is people talking to their Google, um, well, in, th in this case specifically to Google Home Hub, a specific uh, device. But we can extrapolate in the future. This is Google talking to, this is people talking to uh, Google Home, uh, people talking to uh, if, if, if there's going to be a uh, standardization of markup language amongst the, and there has to be in time, right? So mm -hmm. time, this will be you talking to your to your Alexa assistant. Um, this will probably be you talking to your person to your personal assistant or whatever. This markup language, this markup language is is likely to extend to a number of different type of devices, and it'll probably be agnostic of ma of manufacturer. Oh, absolutely. Um, one thing I thought, like, there's there's data, and you bring up an interesting point, and I, I fortunately had the chance to think of, like, how to word this specifically. Um, 
as you brought up a specific point is we're talking about devices, voice devices, where we don't have data. Like there, there's no real data to back. I mean, you, you can you can get it over time, but you're, you're not seeing in, in, in your analytics. In the analytics, and there was a very, very clear point, I can say that, and we've seen this in other areas, Google rewards companies that go above and beyond in areas that they are specifically interested in. Correct. And Google is rewarding companies who are going above and beyond in this area. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I have a so question I want to ask you. It's one mm -hmm. of those questions that opens a can of worms. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that we got to take a break any second. So do you mind if you hold, if, 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 if you hold that thought for a second, Dave? Because yeah. I think I know where you're going, and I really want to ask you a question. Sure. And, but the moment I do, you're going to have to talk for like five minutes, and I'll be some if I do. <laughs> so, um, so without further ado, um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You are listening to WebCology on webmasterradio.fm. Again, this is Jim Hedger on behalf of Dave Davis from Beatstock Internet Marketing. Uh, stick around for Webcology after this. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Warning. Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 29th of November 2018 and I am, you know, between uh, 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 segments on the commercial break, I jumped over to Facebook and Mike Rehan has posted the most beautiful photo of the lobby of the Chicago Hilton and at this time every year at this time end of November beginning of December the search marketing uh, world would meet in Chicago for 
Search Engine Strategy Chicago. It was the last show of the year. The, probably the greatest show because we were all so damn exhausted. You, you know how you feel right now, Dave? Exhausted, just jet weary? Yep. Could you imagine getting on and doing another three uh, another three event tour before Christmas? No. <laughs> no. That's what that's what SES Chicago was all about. You you when when it was SES Chicago, that was it. It was the last show, and all you had to do was do your presentation and get stinking drunk. That's it. That's it. It was <laughs> end up at Buddy Guys or something. Was it Buddy Guys? We place? did Buddy Guys, but yeah. I mean, where you'd always end up at Kitty O'Shea's, which is like the in-house bar at the at the, yeah, uh, yeah. At the, the 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 Hilton in Chicago. But anyway, there's this po- there's this photo. Of the great Christmas tree uh, in the great lobby of this of this grand hotel, and uh, it just brings back a uh, gajillion memories. It's wonderful to see it. <laughs> yeah, but that fu- that was a fun night at Buddy Guys. I'll tell you, great <laughs> <laughs> night at Buddy Guys. Um, okay, back to um, back to uh, speakable markup language and um, where. Like the, the speakable markup language in and of itself is really cool, but I just think that it's such it's a herald of stuff that's much much cooler coming. Yeah. Um, and that's that was the big thing in 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 the so as we said earlier, uh, speakable markup language uh, has been in beta in the, in America since uh, mid to late summer. Mm-hmm. It was taken out of beta again in America only. Um, uh, earlier this week, I I believe that language and context issues are holding up release of speakable markup language for the, for the for the international market. Given um, that it's voice that it's around voice search and helping Google understand specifics in documents, primarily in news and publish in and uh, publishers, um, I, I I can see how how language issues will hold things up at an international level. But like, oh my goodness, this is just like wow! Like for SEOs to actually start getting getting power, um, in in on page and in document power, um, and voice search is a good. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful thing. Well, I think everybody has to agree, and yeah, anybody who's used um, Google Maps, you know what? Even in the U.S., I use here in Canada all the time, and heard the way the pronunciation of streets can understand kind of the holdups on speakable, right? Like we all get, I mean, you know, you can, you're trying to read something and, and interpret that as, as language and they're not quite awesome at that yet. <laughs> like, not at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to give us back, well, not back, I guess it's a new thing, but to give us control over that, I think it, it, it really assists them. Um, you know, because you're, you're, they're basically trying to extrapolate out of an entire page the, the, the salient points within that page, right? And they do a pretty good job. Um, you know, we see those in featured snippets, which, you know, and, and they're powering voices. Like, we, we see that they're doing a good job. But as with the description tag, to pass that over to us, to go, actually, we can word this better because I understand what that user wants better. Um, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. Now, at the same time, who does this serve? Well, there we there we 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 head into some some really interesting interesting problems. And you know, I, I alluded to the fact that it has benefits outside of of, of pure 
um, voice-driven search. Yep, mm-hmm. it does. Um, why is that? Well, that'll pull publishers in. Like, as soon as they start figuring out this works really well, then all of them will start doing it. But really, at the end of the day, <laughs> who who is this benefiting? For me to write the perfect example or, or the perfect summary of an article now stops you from, from going there to, to begin with. Or if I write it really well, it draws you in, like a good description tag. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. My real concern with it is actually in the my if I'm thinking about people who share clickbait articles on Facebook without reading them, right? Like you said, fever tin or the onion gets shared by somebody who's irate, and I'm like, wow, wow, wow. So um, okay, you know, right? Or like something on Reddit or something from a domain you've never heard of, and it has three backlinks, and 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 even their you know their questionable backlinks, right? Like where it just gets peculiar and going, okay, don't. I can skew this. You want to see the, the, the proliferation of fake news through search? Well, I, I think it's safe to say that OMG, oh my God, and you won't believe what happens next will be depreciated. <laughs> 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 Click here, await. Oh um, you know, but at the same time, something I, I'm really interested in on, on this one, and we're a few years out from it, but where I'm really thinking this is going to get super interesting um, because we do have this display it's powered by voice and it's when we have self-driving cars that's where I'm really interested in this Um, I I know we're not there yet and we're talking about today folks just do it it's good Um, but when we have self-driving cars now all of a sudden you have me in an environment where I am going to be more prone to read that thing because I have nothing to do but kill time right like I may have like a rowing machine in my car because why not but at the end of the day um, you know, I, I, I've got time to kill. So I'll probably be more engaged. Whereas right now, if I was in my car, it'd be more commanding it to do, you know, uh, find me a podcast, right? Or read me the news headlines. But I'm probably not going to actually read anything. I'm not going to see images. And if I'm doing any of those two things, I'm probably causing an accident. Um, so that's where I think we're going to get this really, really big jump um, in, in mobile and, and voice where it crosses over into display and something publishers can really sink their teeth into monetarily. Yeah, well, there's going to be, how to say this, as the environment involves, yeah, how people use it and the, 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 the areas that um, it, uh, it becomes most popularized in or most used in, yeah, that, that will definitely dictate the evolution of the, of the mediums itself and how, how users use those mediums. And you're right, that's going to be insanely, like, remarkably interesting. Um, we got five minutes before, uh, before, um, well, before we've gone full clock. Um, hmm. Hashtags. Really quickly, this is a, a, a story that you posted. I think I think that it expands a lot of um, a lot of capacity for for webmasters. Mm-hmm. Um, Google lets users add hashtags to business reviews. What's that all about? Yeah, you know what? It's exactly what it sounds like for for, for our audience. Right? It's like, and now you can use hashtags. The real power in this to me, you know, I. Funny, I hated Twitter when it first launches. Now I use it all the time. (laughs) And so I wasn't a huge fan of hashtags. But now that I've become more familiar with them, now that they actually have a more standardized use, I'm starting to love it. Um, Because what it does is it takes the, or gives the power to us as users um, to create 
going to go back to it, our own entities, right? And, and the hashtag being an entity, it, it represents a unique idea and that's what it will do. So you have something, you know, one of the ones I'm looking at in the example of, of the article, keto friendly, right? Okay, great. We can do that and create this hashtag that now other people who would have that dietary restriction or preference of location or pet friendly, right? Like whatever it might be, I guess that's actually one of the, one of the categories or, or pre-existing tags, but um, you know, you can create new ones that on the fly, I as a user can go, we're doing this, or we as an organization can go, you know, I'm, I'm picking another one, but it's, it's, you know, women led, right? Like boom. Okay. And then just spread that out among all the, the corporations in your, you know, sort of network and in your business network. Great. I'll add this hashtag and now people know they can look for it if that's what they're looking for. Better known, right? Like whatever it might be. Um, you know, you can create these new ones as they're happening rather than waiting for Google. Cause Google's, you know, I listed two examples. Google's finally caught up to, but it was like a year, two years after people would have been interested in it. We can create those now a new dietary trend. You can create it new, anything you can actually create a, a power around it, um, and use your own hashtags to find restaurants around you that are, you know, sort of locked in. Think how much faster it would have been if we'd been able to add wheelchair friendly. Right? How much faster people would have been able to find those in, in, in their searches and, and in maps. So, um, yeah, I, I think this has, has huge applications both for users, um, but also as marketers and, and marketers within specific industries, marketers within specific niches um, to be able to go, okay, let's promote these specific hashtags about our business. Let's try and get people who are reviewing things to use specific things. And people just will if they're trying to pass information to people in the know, like keto friendly, right? Like, okay, people will know that they'll know to look that up over time and probably fairly rapidly. Cause it'll be chased, chased or shared in forums, Twitter, et cetera, as a hashtag. Once people get comfortable using hashtags and reviews, um, it'll spread fast. I, I really, really like it. Um, just giving users back a bit of power. And it's also going to help Google cause they're going to see these ones take off and go, all right, now we need to create that as a specific subcategory in, in Google My Business, which you're obviously paying attention to or something like that. To, uh, to, to, to note uh, a concern you had earlier, um, the potential for abuse here is kind of wide <laughs> thick, don't you think? Um, like, heck, I want, you know what? I want to start making my own categories in Google My Business, my own official categories. So I'm just going to get a whole bunch of people to like uh, start jamming on this one hashtag. Get on it, Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there, there is that, um, obviously, and you know, in the, in the negative side, of course, that'll that'll spread quite rapidly as well. Um, you know, so it, it is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But I, I, I think at its core, it will probably go well and help people find what they're looking for faster. If I can just go to Google Maps. Look up. I don't even need to look up restaurants anymore, right? Like, I don't know why. I, well, I guess it's because it's in front of me. I keep saying keto friendly. I'm not on a keto diet, nor do I want to be. But, um, you know, you could just put that into Google Maps and now you'll get this. And here they all are, right? Like, you'll, you'll be able to get access to much more specific subsets of information that um, you may not have had access to quite as quickly. And once it's in a hashtag, it's in a review. Um, and that means that you'll actually trust it and you'll immediately start seeing the reviews and going, okay, is it actually good food in this, in this dietary genre or whatnot? So I, I, I think as a user, it'll take people a bit to adapt, um, but they're going to adapt pretty fast. 
Um, and uh, because it is something we're familiar with, I think that's what hashtags made a lot of sense for them to use. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be very interested to watch it, but I think it'll be quite powerful. Okay, on that, we have to, uh, we, we, we got to go on full clock. We got to say goodbye on uh, Web Culture this week. So, um, oh, by the way, friends, sorry we weren't here last week. Um, unbeknownst to us, it was American Thanksgiving. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> we hope everybody had a really good and safe and happy Thanksgiving. And uh, now that we're officially into the Christmas season, um, we're going to start talking a lot more about Christmas. But that'll have to happen next week. Um, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 29th of November. 2018 stick around webmaster radio more great content coming up after the news we will be back here next week talk to you later the opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.